0: flow and here's my impression of a reality tv star explaining progressive discounts so i was talking to greg and he said that daily knew what erica said about her when we were all on marcus's boat and i was like you what wait for a seer drama because progressive totes has discounts like safe driver multi-policy and paid in full so it's not like he said she said shut up whatever so basic you know discounts to help you save more now that's progressive but then he was all no way jose because
1: his name's jose legit progressive casualty insurance company discounts not available in all states or situations. I got
0: to talk I got to tell what I feel I got to talk about my life as I see it
2: Biggie
3: k-r-p radio show baby another sunday it is time to get it on and popping welcome everybody all my newcomers out there welcome all my all my regular listeners out there welcome and anybody and everybody that's listening to the k-r-p radio show i really appreciate you guys and welcome to the show on this february 24th 2013 yeah i had to look at the date i you know I, i couldn't uh I thought I knew what the date was, but I didn't want to say the wrong date. And uh, I've been told not to say dates. But you know what? I do what I want to do. So shout out to everybody out there listening to the show, man. I really appreciate the love and support you guys show your boy. Appreciate you guys coming through. The emails are blazing. I appreciate that. The Twitter love is absolutely great. And, uh, you know, I appreciate it, man. You know, we're trying to do some things over here. We're doing some, some nice numbers over here. A little more than uh, 8 million, 8.5 million. A little, little bit over that. Um, amazing week Amazing, amazing, amazing week in the ratings So shout out to everybody who All my newcomers that came and listened to the show this week Man, we had some amazing numbers this week So, you know, I love it Gotta give a B.I.G. shout out A B.I.G. shout out to my homie Al Janon Cash who came on the show Just for a small, just just for a little while last week, man And he really blew it up Really appreciate what that brother offered Really appreciate the knowledge that he brought to the table And the things that we talked about um, and if, if you guys didn't catch that show, you know, log on to com and, uh, you know, listen to the last week's episode and you get to hear a little bit about what me and my man Al Cash was talking about. And, uh, you know, we we, we we had some topics that we uh, discussed and, you know, a couple of things that we talked about that minimum wage and, you know, the nine dollars per hour thing. And still, man, I've had some people stop me on the street and uh I've had, I've even had a I've even had a phone call a personal phone call by the way um from a relative that that just you know a- absolutely thought I was absolutely crazy just thought I was absolutely crazy and uh he's like you know normally I- I'm I'm always the first to go in like I'm I'm the type of person I want to get my point out first I want you guys to understand what I'm saying first you know if I'm talking to somebody personal I, I want them to know you know, how I feel, why Why I feel the way I feel, why I do what I do, why I say what I say. And, um, you know, so I'm trying to be the first one out the gate, man. But, you know, I, I get a call from a relative who, who listens to the show frequently. Shout out to my family who listens to the show, man. Appreciate the support. Very few of you. got. We got to get the rest of y'all along. We got a big family, so. But, um, you know, I get a call from, from a relative, and
2: uh,
3: I guess he didn't like the fact that I don't support a nine dollar per hour increase or if in across the board and you know i it's it's amazing because you know i say a lot of things and i and i try my best i mean the show is only but so long hour and a half two hours sometimes three and um you know i can't fully explain myself all the time to the extent that i would like to in light of a lot of situations sometimes we just i don't Sometimes I don't even have all the details that I want to give to you right before me, so you know I try to do the best that I can. But anyway, so I get a call from a relative and he's saying that, uh, you know, Pete, what's wrong with you, man? You know, you you tripping, man? You you don't you don't understand, man? You know, nobody can make it off seven dollars an hour and seven fifty, and and you know he was going on and on and on what nine dollars per hour would do and this, that, and the other, and. You know, I, I I understand everything that he was saying. I, I really did, and I, and I do, you know. I, and I know this is not an extension of of uh, last week's show, but I I just wanted to get that out there to everybody, man. I do understand the need for moolah, baby. I get it. I understand the need for some cheese, man. You know, greenbacks, money in your pocket, whatever you want to call it. I understand the need for it, but I also understand the push and and the determination and and the moves the maneuvering you have to do in order to earn that paper and uh you know I, I'm I'm not saying that people aren't worth 9 dollars an hour on any job I'm I'm you know by no means am I saying that but here's the thing um and and you know I also said that last week but you know clearly you have to understand that there are a lot of folks out here that are working for jobs that are on their last legs, as as folks have said before, as the saying goes. Um, you know, there are businesses out here that are struggling. If you are struggling in, in a consumer household, if you're struggling, you best believe that the people that you work for are most likely struggling as well. The economy is the economy. It doesn't work one way for one folks and one way for the other folks. It just doesn't work like that. The reality is, if you're struggling, most likely your boss is struggling. Most likely your boss's boss is probably struggling. And uh, a a lot of the times, you know, the snowball rolls downhill and it it hit everybody along the way. So if you can't afford a $50 increase in your bills per month, I'm not even talking weekly. I'm not even talking bi-monthly. We're talking per month. If you can't afford 50 more dollars and, and, which in a lot of cases, you know, we're talking about gas, you know, when the gas prices skyrocket, that $50 is your increase, you know, that's what a lot of people have to endure. So if you can't afford a $50 increase, most likely that person who employs you can't afford a $1. fifty increase per hour. Understand what I'm saying? Per hour. I'm not even talking per month. I'm talking per hour. See, there's a there's a false premise out here among folks that always believe somehow that uh, just because someone's an employer that they're rich. You know that's just not reality. You know a, a, a lot of people who are employers aren't rich. I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. A lot of a lot of small business owners are just like me and you. There's somebody that took a 401k loan out or they took a personal loan out or they borrowed some money from some friends or some family or something like that and they put that money up and they started a dream business. Or or they had an idea and they went in with another friend or a partner or or got a grant or, or or whatever. It's just a lot, a lot of the times small business owners are none other than a regular guy, a regular woman. A regular person who took a chance with the money that they had, the money that they asked for, the money that they received, or what may have you. That's just reality. That's the way things go. And, you know, there's a false premise out here that all business owners are super rich. All business owners can afford whatever. You know, if you like I said before, you got to think about it. If you can't afford a $50 increase per month, what makes you think that your employer can afford a $1.50 increase per hour? And that's not even just for you or just for one person. You know, we're talking across the board. We're talking all, all, not all employees, because obviously all people don't, you know, all employees don't, all employers don't have employees that make only minimum wage. But in a lot of cases, there are employees who make just below or just above minimum wage. So that's going to affect them as well. That's going to affect your employer as well. So, you know, it's just not feasible. It would be nice if the money was coming from somewhere else, you know. That would be cool if the money was coming from the outside, or you know, th- there was a money tree that you could go to and get this increase. And you know, everybody, we could shower everybody with love, and that would be cool. You know, I, man, I would be all for that. But I just know better. It's not. It's not. It's not even Keynesian economics. It's not even simple economics. It's not. It's not money. It's, it's not simple mathematics to be able to sustain as a business. If you would, you know, if you take increases like that, it's just not going to happen. So, you know, when you're trying to explain that to people from a business point, from a business standpoint, they don't get it and they don't want to get it because, you know, everybody's looking at the thing. Well, I just need more money. Well, you know what? I I need more money, too. I understand that. I need more money, too. I want more money, too. But that's not always the case. You know, we're not able to get Everything that we want. Sometimes we got to go out and do things different and we got to save a little bit and cut corners here and there. We might have to work a couple jobs and, you know, we just got to make it happen, man. But you can't expect the federal government to jump in and always say, you know what, here's the rescue. Here's the end all be all. Here's the solution to all of our problems. Let's give everybody uh, that makes minimum wage. A, a wage of nine dollars per hour across the country and expect things to be the same immediately if that happened you wake up in the morning and you'd be paying more for gas bread eggs milk water immediately because those businesses aren't going to take the hit in the pocket and in, in in the majority of the cases they can't afford to take the hit in their pocket and that's just simple mathematics you know I, a lot of people are going to disagree with me and that's cool that's fine but you know what, man, if you really pay attention to what's going on, if you really just put it on paper, start your business. Here's a challenge, right, that I have for everybody out there. And I've, I've done it with myself, so don't think I'm crazy by issuing this challenge to people, but because I, I've been there. I've I, It was something I did in class in middle school. I, I did it in high school as well. I did it in prep school and college um, where you take the time because I like it. I, I mean, it, it's something I like to do, by the way. But this is when you take the time. And create your own business on paper, right? It's not a real business, but you need to treat it like a real business. Okay, so the challenge is, you get a a, a, a twenty nine cent notebook from you know one of those big box retailers, or cheaper, or, or a dollar, or whatever you spend on a notebook. Get a scrap piece of paper. I don't care what you do. You start your business, whatever it is. You can make up anything in the world. You can sell. Shoes with wings on them that go to outer space. Okay, whatever you dream of you can sell it I want you guys to create a business create a business model create a store put this on paper I want you to hire employees Okay, I want you to have expense lines and and you basically you need to create a budget. Okay, and with your product you need to Sell your product to the general public at whatever rate you're gonna sell it at. Okay, But you also, you got to keep in mind now, if you have a high-end product, the wages that you pay your employers, your employees, excuse me, have to be more competitive than minimum wage. So you got to understand that. And, and, you know, know, the arguments out, I, I understand the arguments out there, and a lot of people will disagree, but majority of the times, the vast majority of the times, when you have a business that's very high end, the employees make a little more than average. They make a little more than what most folks would make on a regular job. So I want you I just basically want you to create that business, create, you know, two, three, four, five employees, and I want you to run your business at a set scale. You know, you're selling this amount at X amount of dollars every day. And then tally that up at the end of the week, and then I need you to pay your expenses, you know, the cost of what you bought your product at also want you to do your payroll you know the cost of the hours that your employees work for you you also got to pay your taxes so just do uh i don't know just do 10 percent that's a nice round number that's unrealistic but let's do 10 percent right so you take your 10 percent out and also you also got to pay yourself if you're working in your your facility so you got to pay yourself and, and you know, this takes a lot of patience to do, folks. And and I know a lot of people are like, you know, I ain't going through all that. I ain't doing all that. Well, this is reality for all those business owners out there that are getting the short end of the stick by a lot of people out here that are saying that you need to pay more or we need more from you or you can afford to do more. See, if you're not even willing to do this for play play, you'll never be able to – you'll never be able – to do it in reality you would never be able to be successful at it in real life because you wouldn't care enough to do it see one thing people don't know about business owners is they have to do this in reality and they also have to do this for play play if that's what you want to call it or, or what we like to call theoretically in the business world they do it theoretically with theoretical numbers and theoretical budgets that's reality business owners out there, man. So I just want you guys to understand, you know, what's going on. And, and you know, you need it first person. I, w- I would love for people to have to run a business for a week that wouldn't really affect that business. And the only way that I can equate that for you is to ask you guys to put it on paper so you can understand what's really going on. So if you put that business on paper and you understand what's going on and you've expenses, payroll, taxes, and, and, and everything else, and, and, you know, you would understand what it would be like. To receive a letter in the mail saying that as of this day you have to pay all your employees another dollar and fifty cents, and then you got to look at your profits and go, man, I can't afford that. That's going to break me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what will happen to business owners out there that ha- that are forced to pay an additional dollar and fifty cent to each and every one of their employees, with an additional health care incentive that's coming up in health care tax that they have to pay as well. Anyway, moving along, folks, it is time for me to bring on one of the most fascinating people that you guys have ever heard before in your life. And I have to go to one commercial, but when I come back, I'm going to bring on the air none other than Charlotte Holder from StretchingYourBudget.com, the Triad Super Saver herself. You guys can check her out on Facebook. Look for Triad Super Saver, all right, because that's what she is. She is the Super Saver. She can tell you guys how to save some money because she always do it for us on the show. And we definitely appreciate what she does for the show. You're listening to the K I R P radio show, baby with none other than yours truly pudgy at NC pudgy on the K I R P radio com. at K I R P radio show is the show. And uh, we'll be right back after these messages.
4: In my school today
2: no problem nate i promise to exercise and eat right
4: don't forget 60 minutes of play a day right
2: and you know, i'll grow up to be big and strong like you absolutely i'm playing the nfl yes sir and be drafted number one maybe and become the starting quarterback of the panthers okay you can be my backup excuse me and make panthers fans forget about you what? and become your mom's favorite player whoa
3: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the K R P Radio Show. Man, I didn't like Charlotte's music that just came in, but, you know, sounded kind of weird. Anyway, we have for you guys none other than Charlotte Holder, StretchingYourBudget.com. Charlotte, hello, and how are you?
2: Hello. Good, how
3: are you? I'm doing good, man. Is is it my sound extra loud over there? I I was told that I got, I'm sounding too loud over there. Does it sound like I'm screaming at you? No.
5: (laughs) The commercial was a little loud, but you're not
3: loud. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought that was loud to me as well, but I, I don't know. Anyway, welcome to the KLP radio show as usual. Another week, same time, same place. And uh you hear your little intro music in the back? I liked how they did that. That's true. I cool. did. That was a little subtle. Yeah, it was. <laughs> anyway. So what's up, man? How was your week? Um,
5: it was good. It went by pretty quick, so that was always good.
3: <laughs> My week always go by two quick, man. It, it seems like you know, once Friday gets here, Saturday hits, it's over, you know, and, and
2: mm-hmm. you just,
3: just never start working. But you know what? Not complaining, man. Thank God we have jobs to work on, and we have things to do, and people to help, and you know what? It's it's fascinating doing this show, and I love doing this show. So, um, you know, I look forward to these Sundays. Definitely look forward to the Sundays.
5: For sure. It's a nice little outlet. Yeah so from every day
3: it, it, it's it's definitely different we don't <laughs> maybe we got to change that maybe maybe we got to figure out a way to to get this done every day on a regular basis but you know what that's my problem i work on that and uh we got to work on more sponsors as well but anyway last week um we were talking about jobs from home
2: mm-hmm.
3: and i did some research but seems like every Single business that I found, and I only found three companies. They were they were like frauds, or either they had like out of this world complaints. So mm-hmm. with, with the um you know the BBB, so I'm just reluctant to even say the names of these folks, and and, and most of them, granted, were like uh, telephone operator operator jobs and and what may have you. So you know to the caller out there, to the listener out there, shout out to you, man, for bringing that question up, but. You know, we're working it out. We'll see if we can't get some information for you as soon as possible. But I did do some research. I did, and it was just no good. So, anyway, what do you have for us this week, Charlotte? Sorry.
5: Well, I, I did some research, too, since so that's kind of what you want me to bring up. So that's what what I'm going to kind of talk about, too. But I I kind of look for companies that are, like, on a smaller pay scale. So, I mean, it wouldn't be a full salary, per se, for some of the stuff, but it's just for, like, some some of the smaller type. Just a little
2: side income kind of
3: thing. Okay, well, so, I'll let I'll let you have it and uh, see that's why you you do what you do and I do what I do and you know you got good info and I don't anyway. The floor is yours.
5: <laughs> okay, um, well, like I was saying, um, you know, last week we kind of touched on it and I was saying that you know if, um, you know, you're looking at something to do at home, you know, for instance, like me, I started you know my own website or something that I was passionate about, which was saving money. So that's definitely something that you can do. There's tons of free websites out there for you to get started. Um, WordPress.com is a great, um, you know, start for you. It's just a free kind of blog page, and you can just start writing whatever you want. Um, Or blogger.com, which is where I started. And so two of those places are a good start for you just to – You know, just just start writing and see how you feel about it and see if you like it. And, um, you know, there's tons of avenues to go from there. So, But that's a good start. Um, There's other ways to make money on that, and that's kind of like another topic. But, um, you know, if you're just looking, uh, you know, just for a little outlet or something like that, just learning um, how to write and how to use the software and that kind of thing, um, those two... um, you know, websites are a good place to start. Um, Definitely where most of my friends have started that have started their own blog. So um, that's just uh, a little side note there for you. But um, if you're wanting to earn income um, and you're not really wanting to start out just writing or whatever, um, and you like to do um, writing and that kind of thing and you just don't really know where to go with it. You can try iWriter.com, it's um, just like the letter I dot writer.com, and basically it's a freelance type of thing, and you get paid per article. It's not very much, but, um, you know, they're they're pretty short articles, and you can write. Um, It's just kind of like you look through the different jobs that are posted and find the ones that you want to write about, and you get paid, so... You know, if you're really passionate about writing and you just enjoy it in your free time, then that would be a good way for you to start and earn a little extra income. Um, Another thing that you could try if you're good at, like, taking surveys and that kind of thing is jingit.com, J-I-N-G-I-T.com. They um, have surveys that you can get paid for, or you can also get paid for watching ads. So um just on the computer type thing, they'll have ads and surveys, you choose which ones you want to do and you get paid. So that's really easy to make a little extra income. Those are legit. I've used gingit.com before too. So um if you're looking if you if you're like really handy, you wanna do like small jobs, um you can do gigbucks com, g I G Bucks com. They have, you can get paid between 5 and $50 um, for different online jobs. It's just kind of like an online forum, and they'll post different things. Uh, you know, when I was looking through there, somebody, you know, needed a resume. They had paid $5 to throw one together. Um, so that's just like an example of one of the things that they are. But it's just odd jobs. You look through the postings. You sign up for a free account. And you go through and approve the the jobs that you want to do and then um once it's complete you get paid. So um pretty easy. And then the last one that I had found was Fiverr.com, F I V E R R dot com. You get paid five dollars. It's not a lot, I know, but um that adds up if you do one um job a day, Monday through Friday and for a month, you know, that kinda adds up. So it's it's worth it. Um just to do some stuff in your free time. I mean, even if you have a job that you work full time, you can come home and do these things and still earn some extra income. So those are some of the smaller scale things that you can do. Another one if you're um is something you already do, like grocery shopping, is Nielsen home scan panel. They come available every so often, but basically they'll send you a scanner that's kind of like one from the grocery store, and you just come home and scan the items that you bought, and you get paid for doing that. So I guess it's kind of a consumer thing. They want to see, you know, what people are buying and that kind of thing. So that's that's a really easy way to earn extra money. I have friends that do that um, from home. And then you know another option if you're if you're not wanting to do this little odd and end job you're looking for a more stable kind of thing. Um, I had a friend that she um became a stay at home mom and was looking for some extra income, and um, she went online and took a few online courses for medical coding, and then you can just apply to any local job uh, medical office, and there's a lot of companies out there that have people that work from home that just do medical coding so you just use your own computer and you get paid for doing that so it just it's like two or three online courses um and once you do that then you're certified to do medical coding so that's something that you can easily do from home and you know you'll have to put in a little bit just to go to school but once that's done you can have a career doing this so even if you decide to go back to work in an office it's still a job that you can do in a medical office so it's kind of a dual purpose which is a good idea i think um so and you can always look at you know some that's i don't know i guess kind of gone to the wayside but you know at home businesses like mary Kay and avon i have a friend that several friends that that do mary Kay, and they're able to stay at home with their families and just do one or two parties a month, you know. That's more for women, but it's definitely something that's earns money and it's kind of an outlet too, um, you know, to get out and that kind of thing. So there's there's tons of things out there that you can do. You just have to do a little research and um, you know check, like Fudgy was saying, the reviews that are business bureau and just make yeah. sure things are legit. I mean, the internet is full of information. And as long as you do your research, and you know if you find that a company is bad, it's going to be out there. There's going to be information on it. So, oh yeah. You know, just Google it. You'll find it. Um. But yes, yeah, so the the things that I listed are things that I've used, or I've heard think people use, or I've seen reviews saying that they have gotten paid. So, um, that's the things I've I've given are legit.
3: So. I like the scanner one, Charlie. I, I want to I wanna know how to do that. The scanner thing, How man, I need to do that because I like the electronics, and I'm always buying stuff, and I will bring it home and scan it for a check. What's up? Put me down. Where do I sign up yeah. at?
5: Um, well, I'll try to get this stuff on, up on my website, and then I'll have hey. a link, link to Beautiful. it, so you can just click on it and go. But they They only let so many people in a month, so – you know, I, I'll
2: i try to say, hey, it's
3: open or whatever. So okay. um, you just have got to keep checking. Turn. See, Charlotte is working, man. Y'all see, that's why you, y'all got to love Charlotte, man. Look at all of the information <laughs> that she just gave out. And you got to love that. I mean, we don't you don't get that very often. So shout out to you, Charlotte, man. I really appreciate you taking care of that and taking care of the request of our listeners out there. So shout out to you, man. Round of applause to you.
5: No problem. Yeah. Well it gives me direction when you guys ask questions. So sometimes I run out of things to talk about. So it's nice to have
3: questions like that. <laughs> yeah, so for anybody else out there, if you got any questions, man, you make sure you either go to stretchingyourbudget.com, dot com, look up Charlotte and uh send her an email direct, or you can send an email at uh at the K I R P. Radio dot com website and uh or K I R P. Radio at Gmail dot com. You know, we definitely appreciate your comments, questions, solutions. Uh, you know the hate mail. The hate mail continues to grow. Shout out to the hate mailers. I, I love the hate mail.
5: Oh but, uh, man, that takes.
3: <laughs> yeah, hate mail grows, but you know Charlotte. If we get any positive mail, it's normally for. You. <laughs> it's normally <laughs> like
5: a big. Well, I'm glad are positive to your world. <laughs> yeah,
3: man, but they don't like pudgy. I don't really. I get hate mail too, so don't worry, you're not
5: the only one.
3: It's all good. You know what? We're going to keep on doing what we do, baby, and uh, we're just spreading some love. There's nothing wrong with that, right?
5: That's right. That's all you
3: can do. Charlotte, shout outs. You know how we do. <laughs>
5: um, My mother-in-law, she has my daughter tonight because she's out of school tomorrow, so she's watching her for me, so... Shout-out. I don't want to pay for daycare tomorrow. All right.
3: That's what's up. Shout-out to your in-laws and shout-out to your kids, your husband, your whole family. Charlotte, thanks for what you do, and uh, we will hear from you next week, I think. Right? No? Yeah? Yep. Yeah? Oh, next week. See you later. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye. That's Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com, folks, always coming through, always showing us some love, always taking care of your needs. If you guys requested she always comes out. She always shows out and always does uh, a little bit to help you guys, help you live a little bit more frugal, help you save a couple dollars, help you coupon this, that or the other. You cannot ask for more. I mean, what more do you want? You know, what what more do you want Is somebody that gives up their time to take care of your needs? But uh, I'm not going to go to commercial. I'm going to I'm going to get into this. Right. I'll, I'll get them commercials later because I'm uh, a little tight about this, man. <sighs> there's a lot of people not making money right now All right, there's a lot of people struggling there's a lot of people who would, would like to be making the nine dollars an hour that the president proposed despite of what i say despite of the facts that i bring on this show despite of the things that i talk about but also there are a lot of thieving politicians and i don't know if you guys know what's going on in in like chicago right now and and i'm gonna talk about this story tonight there are others shout out to jim black who's doing time right now for thieving mr denny's in the bathroom cutting the checks you know i I wish i was getting some of that money he was giving out in the denny's bathroom no homo and uh, (laughs) also shout out to my man uh jesse jackson jr Oh, jr Mr. Depression himself, Mr. I need a break, Mr. I only work four months out of the year, basically, Mr. You can never catch me in my office, Mr. I love Michael Jackson so much that I'm gonna spend taxpayer money on Michael Jackson memorabilia. Yes, sir, indeed. This man, Jesse Jackson Jr. And I don't see, I don't talk about people' wives, man. I I ain't trying to spread no rumors or nothing, 'cause I, I mean, that ain't, that ain't me you know what I'm saying but I'm just I'm just I got to look man the, the media says and, and you know I'm not a I don't like the media neither I I don't even consider myself media I'm one of you guys you know what I'm saying I'm I'm one of y'all but the media and 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 the stories are out and and he's not refuting the stories he's not saying that the stories are false he's not saying that the stories are are, are untrue he's totally saying that hey you know what I'm down with this you're right I'm going to court these stories, these reports are accurate, and I have stole money from my campaign funds. I took the money. Yes, I did. I'm competent now. I'm not depressed anymore. I'm ready to go court. I'm ready to stand trial. Here I am. Let's get it on. Okay. So follow me now. Jesse Jr., for you guys who don't know, has been charged with theft, basically. I mean, the man has been stealing money from his campaign I mean it, it's not a secret Everybody knows she's going to court right now And uh, if you guys have Logged on to the Facebook page And, and I'm not going to read off The whole story right now But if anybody calls And challenges this I would definitely read off All the facts for you I definitely have the facts Right here in front of me Okay But United States Representative Jesse Jackson Jr. Wednesday was charged In federal court Criminal charges Seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in campaign funds on personal items. This man spent over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and right now he faces up to forty-six to fifty-eight months. I think it was maybe fifty-seven months in prison, and uh, a fine up to ten thousand uh, dollars, from ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollars, and uh, under a plea deal with prosecutors. Now, now, this is amazing. This man spends. 000, right? He's only looking for $2,000 fine, and now, now, now that was max that I was giving out, right? Th- those are max uh, uh terms prison terms that he's gonna get—57 months max. But this man could literally get restitution. He could easily get one single day. He could easily get community service. What is wrong with that picture? Let me go to a call out of the three one two Here's a call out of the three one two because I well first i am gonna get this call here in a second, but i I got a problem with what's going on in Chicago, man so any of my Chicago folks out there, I want you guys to call in man, hit us up, let us know what's going on because here's a situation where a representative whom did not work all of last year, basically the man worked less than half of last year and still got a check. He still got a check, and now it comes out. The reason that he didn't work is because he was guilty. His conscience wouldn't let him do it, which let me know there's a little bit of decency in the man, so shout out to you for that. He literally couldn't work because he felt so bad that he got caught, that he was being investigated, and that he was facing prison time. And not only that, he got his wife involved. She has to go to court next week for tax, tax uh, insurance fraud. So she's probably going to prison too. What's wrong with these politicians that keep spending your and my money? But I'm just, look, look at Chicago right now. We're talking about Chicago right now. I forget what district the brothers in, but we're talking about Chicago right now. The murders are increasing. The crime rate is going up. Does anybody care? Does anybody care in Chicago? I'm looking for somebody from Chicago to call and tell me they damn care. Because I can't tell right now. We need one person who's going to step up, who has some new ideas, who don't mind getting their hands dirty, who will roll up their sleeves and get down in the dirt, who will go around and knock on some doors and say, you know what? I'm your representative. Here's my number. Call me. I will be here. I'll work in the community. I will be accessible to you guys, and I won't rob you blind. You already pay me to do the job that you guys want me to do. Where is that person out of Chicago? The president of the United States is from Chicago. And we can't get any justification for that one city. If I was president, you all would be criticizing the hell out of me for spending too much time cleaning up my backyard. Because if my backyard ain't clean, you can't expect me to clean up yours. You can't walk in my nasty ass house and expect me to criticize yours. I don't have any grounds to stand on if I do that. Let me go to this call out of the three one two caller. You are on the air, Pudgy. I'm fired up, and I hope you're from Chicago because I, I need some I need some clarity of what's going on out here. Can you help me? What's up,
0: Pudgy? Oh, it sounds like you're a little worked up. It's Lenny McGallister running for the second congressional district.
3: <laughs> Who told you I was on, Lenny? Somebody somebody put you up to this, man. Somebody must have told you I was going to get on Chicago
2: today because I am no fired people up. With
0: People reached out to me and said that you were going off a little bit, and they said, Lenny, we know that you're out there knocking on doors all throughout the 2nd Congressional District. Just left St. Anne, Illinois, which is far south of the district, about a good 70 miles away or so from the actual city of Chicago. And uh, we're coming back from another down the campaign trail, and they said, you know, you, you need to let the good folks know that uh, representation – and leaderships coming to the district, and a change is coming to Chicago for all the right reasons and in all the right ways.
3: Man, you know what, Lenny? You my Lenny, you're my man, Lenny. I, I gotta put you. The way I feel right now, I gotta put you on the spot. You, Lenny is my man. I want everybody to know this. Lenny McAllister, that's my dude, right? And I and I know this is a good brother. I know this brother personally. But Lenny, I got now. I gotta ask you from a citizen to a candidate standpoint. What are you going to do for the second district in Chicago, my brother? You, you I want to know what your plan is, man. And I know the people are out here listening. And, and besides of being my partner, besides being my homie, I want to know what you're going to offer for these people who are, who, are, who are dying, literally, out here in Chicago.
0: Get the attention where it needs to be, Pudgy. People need to go back to work. People need to be able to strengthen their school districts. They need to be able to strengthen their communities. You can give people good employment opportunities, good educational opportunities. You'll eradicate much of the street violence and gun violence that we've been complaining about throughout Chicagoland. We can start ending the foreclosure rate that we're seeing in many areas such as Dalton and Harvey. We can start getting people back to blue-collar, gray-collar, and white-collar jobs in depressed areas such as Kankakee. We need to be able to get people to a point of time where they're able to feel good about their pursuit of the American dream once again, that they can engage the American dream, that they can have that pursuit of happiness that we talk about in the Declaration of Independence, whether you're a farmer in Pia or you're living on the south side of Chicago, and they need somebody that can relate to both sides of that coin. I can do that. I'm willing to do that. I love these folks throughout this district, and I'm ready to serve.
3: Man, these I, I I like that. I like those ideas. And I and people are hurting out there, brother. People are hurting here in North Carolina. I mean, it, it, it's all over the country. But I look at this place, man. Where this man spent over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars of of his citizens' money, basically, on 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 nothing. I, if 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 he was doing, if he spent the money on the community somehow doing something and and got blamed for that, man, I I'd say, hey, that's a stand up guy. At least he spent the money on on his constituents. But this guy vacated his job basically. I don't know what was wrong with him. He claimed he was sick or bipolar or, or, or whatever it was. I don't know, but he basically just didn't work. And here we are now with this, another scandal in Chicago again, and the district is already hurting. Second district is doing bad, brother. I don't. You do you know what the unemployment rate is in that area? I have, I have no idea. I don't even have the stats, but.
0: I can tell you several of the villages and cities in this district are suffering. For example, the poverty rate in the city of Kankakee, which is in the southern part of the district, is actually higher than the poverty rate in the city of Chicago. And the poverty rate in Chicago is at 22%. So rather than focusing on the the Jackson tragedy, we need to focus on the tragedies that are going on in the homes of people throughout this district every single day. And that's where I'm focused. I'm focused on ending that tragedy, getting us out of this recession, and getting people to a place where we can start embracing the self-perpetuating prosperity that America used to enjoy and get people back to work.
3: How how are the people – you know, what's the morale like out there, man, you you know, when when something like this comes about? You know, what are the people saying, and, and what kind of questions are they asking you? Because I can't even imagine you coming to my neighborhood and, and after something like that has happened, and I've had no representation. Now all of a sudden I get a guy like, you know, such as yourself, a- another black man, by the way. And, and I'm going to probably be skeptical. So, you know, what are the people saying in the streets, Lenny?
0: People are inspired to have a different type of leadership. Excuse me. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for a different type of leadership. They're looking for somebody that has gone through the bumps and bruises like they have gone through. They're looking for somebody that can relate to them. They're looking for a working, a working man's conservative, and that's what I am, somebody that has conservative principles that is able to move forward but able to work with both sides of the aisle. Like I have often said, we're following the Reagan example, being a principled conservative but able to work with the Democrats and get them to see things our way and work with us, be able to tear down obstacles that are in the way, but make sure that we have alliances in place to make sure that we can tear down those obstacles and build new bridges and new roads to that pathway of prosperity.
3: Wow. Let me tell you, man, you, you definitely have your work cut out. Well, let, let me ask you another question since I got you on the air. I, I, I've i had a few things that I've been wanting to ask you, but you know, we've both been running back and forth here and there and I understand that, and and you're doing something very big, my brother. And you know, more prayers to you, more shout out to you. Support is here, but um, I I want to ask you, you know, what made you decide that you needed to run for uh, uh that seat in in uh Chicago?
0: I love the people. I love the people of this district. I love the people of Chicago and Chicago land. I love this country, and. I'm tired of seeing it hurt. I'm tired of seeing us struggle. I'm tired of seeing us languish through this recession because we're dealing with the gridlock. And I think that we've seen how the liberal policies have impacted this district for over 30-some-odd years. Yeah. And we have to get to a point in time, whether it's with the national debt now we're mortgaging our children's future, or we're talking about foreclosures, or we're talking about – Gun violence and street violence in particular Because it doesn't really matter if somebody shoots you or stabs you If you are watching our children die At 14, 15, and 16 years old It really doesn't matter Mm -hmm. And watching jobs leave this district If you love people And you have an opportunity To do something that's groundbreaking That's inspiring And that will lead people in a new path And be part of that as one big team Why not be involved? That's what love and leadership and statesmanship is supposed to be all about. And, therefore, because they are about those things, I'm trying to be about those things. So that's why I'm asking for people's vote. That's why I put on the campaign trail every day, and that's why I'm looking to serve this district as a humble servant leader moving forward.
3: I love it, man. I, I, I love it. I, and, and I know the questions are coming. I know you're traveling. I'm, I'm trying to keep it short. So much going through my head. If if When you get in office, my brother uh, uh, Lenny, what would be one of the top five things that you would do uh, when you hit the ground running?
0: Adjust tax policy so that we can repatriate jobs that have been sent overseas, make sure that we can get people back to work, make sure that we can get our kids opportunities to sustain themselves, have career opportunities, not just entry-level jobs. Raising minimum wage just to make sure somebody goes from seven twenty five to nine dollars an hour and locking them into poverty is not the answer. We need people to have tertiary jobs and move forward so they can have careers, not just jobs.
3: Wow. Man, you know what? I I'm 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 uh I'm optimistic, my brother. I, I hope if I can help you in any way, you you definitely have my support. If if there's anybody that could pull this off, and and it's not you know pull it off in terms of pulling the wool over someone's eyes or tricking some somebody or something like that. But you know you got quite a job ahead of you, my brother, and and it's gonna be hard. I I think we all know it's gonna be hard, and and you're gonna need a lot of support and a lot of prayers. And you know my hats off to you. I I appreciate you for throwing your ring your, your hat in the ring. And I'm not even from Chicago, but you know I I know what these people are facing. I know people in that district, and I I get it. I understand how it is, but. Man, you got you got quite quite a, quite shoes to fill, my brother. You got quite a job ahead of you, man. So, you know, more power to you, more power to your team. And uh, if people wanted to support you, Lenny, you know, h- what would they have? What would they do to support you? You know, outside of Chicago, there's a lot of people got a microscope on this area, and and they really want to know, you know, how could they help these folks out? So, in helping them out, I, I feel like they could support you. And how, and how can we do that?
0: They can go to www. Dot Lenny4Congress.com. That's lenny, lenny for congress dot com that's uh, lenny l e n n y f o r congress dot com they can donate they can volunteer they can continue to join us as one big team so that we can not only turn around this district but allow this district to be an example throughout america on how we can turn around our country and come back together and accomplish the prosperity that we deserve for ourselves our children and our grandchildren as one big team
3: last Sunday of black history month is today and uh, if you had one black history icon that you could uh, tell folks that they should pay more attention to or, or challenge folks to uh, be inspired by if you could give us that before you go I, I would appreciate it that would be your shout out for the scene
0: well the Frederick Douglass Republican I'd have to say it would be Frederick Douglass it would have to be somebody that, that said, agitate, agitate, agitate. And uh, if I'm known as nothing else, I'm known as a fresh voice for the Republican Party that has agitated both sides because we have been too dysfunctional and in too much of a stalemate for far too long, and the American people deserve something better. So I'm in the process on a campaign trail trying to agitate the process so that we can have the cream finally rise to the top and the American people and the people of the 2nd District can get the benefits, the best results from that process.
3: Man, I love it. I appreciate that. You got, got some love out here, man. You got some love on the KRP radio show. Lenny, what's the website for folks to donate to, brother?
0: www.lennyforcongress.com. Com. L-E-N-N-Y-F-O-R, congress.com.
3: There you have it, folks, www.LennyForCongress.com. Check him out, man. He, he's he's not a regular on this show, but he's been on here two or three times, and I really appreciate what he does. Lenny, uh, shout out to you, man. And, you know, like I said, link up with me, brother, and let me know how I can help you and, you know, more power, and more blessings to you. And thanks for throwing your ring in the hat, brother. Th- thanks for throwing your hat in the ring. Excuse me.
0: Thank you, buddy. God bless you and the KIRP family. God bless. All right,
3: brother. Take care. So Lenny McAllister, folks, Lenny, Lenny, vote for Lenny in uh, Chicago second district. I am I guess that calmed me down a little bit because I didn't realize that Lenny was running in that same district. Now, how I, you know, I, call me stupid, call me lame, call me whatever. But I, I just really forgot that I forgot that Lenny was doing that. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I got too busy. I've been gone. I've been traveling. But I just didn't realize that it was the same different same district um that Jesse Jackson Jr has has tarnished or destroyed <laughs> if you will and uh let me just i got to go to a commercial I, I can't hold it any longer but i'm going to go to these commercials get these out when i come back i'm going to read you guys off Man, this is unbelievable if 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 you think your kids spend their money on some dumb stupid things if you think your kids make some bad decisions spending money, which kids will do? I mean, we, we understand that, right? We've all been kids before. We understand that kids take their money and they're spending money on foolish things. We get that. And, and and at times, our kids even spend our money on foolish things or things that they think they want. And then when we go out and buy it, it comes to find, it comes to find out that, you know, they, they didn't really want it or they didn't like it or, you know, it's, it's not what they saw. Or they didn't enjoy it the way their friend enjoyed it, because let's face it, a lot of the times when our kids spend our money or they want things, it's because they've seen their friends with it or they've seen somebody else with it and or they saw it on a commercial, and you know they just thought it was the coolest thing since a rolling wheel, so they they had to have it, and they were gonna bother you until they got it and um so I'm gonna read you guys off the list of uh of things that Jesse Jackson jr spent money on. Um, taxpayer money, campaign funds. You know, he, he spent it it's just unbelievable, man. I'm speechless. I'm I'm trying to read the list right now as I as I tell you guys what I'm getting ready to do. But when we come back after this commercial, man, we we're gonna I'm gonna get into that list a little bit and uh, you know. You got to tell me what you think about it, man, or, or not. You're listening to the harpy Radio Show, baby. 619-638-8559 is the number. If you have a comment, please press number one. I see, like... Mm, looks like about 40, 50 callers on here, but no one's lit up. So hit number one if you got a comment. We'll try to get you on as soon as possible. Don't forget, folks, if you want to follow the KRP Radio show, check us out on Twitter. At symbol NC Pudgy is, is where you will find my page. And the things that I say and the things that I do hold true to only me. They are not representational of any other company out there in the area. They represent me. So anything that I say that might piss you off Get at your boy Don't take it out on nobody else Get at me Let me know what you think And send me a direct message Or comment or retweet Or whatever you gotta do And if you got something to say To the K-I-R-P radio show Hit us up on Twitter as well At symbol K-I-R-P radio show and you can also find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash K-I-R-P radio show. That's kind of like our blog while the show is going on. But we also have a blog, conservative hip-hop. You know, that's me. And, uh, you know, just, we're out there, man. We're all over the place. You're rocking with the K-I-R-P radio show.com, baby. We'll be right back after these messages. Listen to a little bit of this Drake, man. I, I like the track. track is hot. For all your trucking needs Make sure you
4: Some people say Good things come to those who wait Truth is Good things come to those who work Who work later and work harder. You're willing to go farther than anyone else to get them. If you're waiting for good things to come to you, <laughs> you'll be waiting for a pretty long time.
3: This is LA. This is what we do.
2: For coming to school today.
3: No problem, Nate.
2: I promise to exercise and eat right.
4: Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right?
2: And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. And play in the NFL. Yes, sir. And be drafted number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. (laughs) Okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me. And make Panthers fans forget about you. And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa.
1: It is my mission to create brand stories for you that push the envelope. Force people to stop, think, and take notice. Ride with you
0: on your journey to success by creating great design that makes you look like the originator
1: and not an imitator. Get you out of your comfort zone. Inspire you to take action. Be risky and always stay true to your passion. Tiffany
3: Inc. is located in Los Angeles,
1: California. Tiffany Inc. specializes
3: in designs, creative brands for the entertainment, fashion, beauty, and food industry. Some past and present clients include Joel Osco, JK Fresh LLC, celebrity chef Nikki Shaw, teen and family producer Doreen Spencer, the National Association of Veterans, the Alzheimer's Association, and a host of fantastic others. To contact Tiffany Inc., all you have to do is log on to www.tiffanywithanIinc.com com tiffany ink dot
1: com sound shoe C H E W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Day is an online indie department store, born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independence means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie. www.dechiri.com Stay Cherie.
4: You don't call yourself a superstar. That's for other people to say. And you don't come out the South Side without a few people having your back. Chicago is my home, my love. It's our time. This is a story about my family, my team, my roots. this is a story of D Rose and this is only the beginning
2: I'm all in
3: playing so all you party people that are yeah welcome back you know i'll be rocking to that biz marquis man that's old school shout out to everybody out there who knows a little bit about the old school hip-hop and rap r&b and all that good music like that rock and roll and light rock and all that but you know anyway (laughs) welcome back yeah i saw that comment right there welcome back to the kirp radio show baby i'm your host pudgy you guys know i do what the heck i want to do on this show thought i was gonna curse didn't you yeah i know Shout out to everybody out there who's listening to the show, man. You guys are B-I-G in my book. Really appreciate the love that you guys show, the support that you always do, the support that you always spread, the love that you always spread. I can't even talk right tonight, but you guys know what I mean. I really appreciate it. We are almost at 9 million listeners out there um eight point i don't know six some something like that eight point six eight point seven listeners out there eight point seven million listeners out there and you know on our way to nine hopefully by the time we get on our way to ten we can start making some different moves man and you know look at some different outlets and you know maybe look to expand the show more times per week and bring on some co-hosts and you know, we're going to make this thing lovely for you guys because you guys are the one that make it lovely for me. So I definitely appreciate the support and the love that you show. Shout out to my brother Lenny McAllister for calling in here a second ago. <clears throat> um, This man is a warrior, man. And, and, you know, if you're, you, it, I kind of, I'm kind of reluctant to say this, but let me just, I got to keep it 100. It's keeping it real with Pudgy, right? You got to be a little bit crazy, or or just plain stupid <laughs> or, or or something man superhero or, or something I, to me you got to be a little bit damn crazy to step into the political arena in Chicago having any kind of integrity if you're the type of person who who's a swindler or or a crook or a thief or you know and 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 I'm not judging right I'm I'm not judging any of the any of the Chicago politicians I'm I'm not doing that but you know, if if you see something that, you know, if if the color's blue is blue, I mean, it, it it is what it is. If it's, you know, I, I don't even know what to say, man. I mean, this, it's just proven to be true that a lot of these politicians over there are 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 just crazy. I mean, you you look at the selling of of campaign seats, and how, how can you sell your seat to someone else? You know, a seat that you have to get voted into. How can you sell that to someone else? If you look at the voter fraud that's turned out in Chicago, if you look at all the bribing and all the thieving, and it's just crazy. So to me, looking at what's going on over there, you know, I I, I put Lenny on a pedestal right now because and and, and I know the man and you know, people that I know, we don't hold no punches, man. We joke on each other, and I don't care how you guys look at my friends that might be like great and successful and, you know, just the best speakers. And I'm not saying that these aren't great and valiant guys. I I think they are, you know, I I think my crew and and, and the people that I know that I, that I kind of keep close to me and that, you know, I talk to on a regular basis and folks that I call friends, I think they are amazing people, you know, And, and in a lot of different ways, these guys drive me to do the things that I need to do correct or the things that I need to do right. And and they give me ideas and, and things to research, and we share and we talk and we fellowship and we pray, you know, whatever. But I don't hold any punches. I mean, you know, these are my brothers, man. These are my friends. So we joke on each other. I laugh at them and, you know it is what it is so Lenny you're a little bit loose man I, I, in the head something's wrong with you you're a little bit crazy for throwing your, your hat in the ring over here in Chicago but I appreciate the fact that you're a little bit loose I appreciate the fact that you're a little bit crazy I appreciate the fact that you're more brave than most people being a black Republican going into the second district of Chicago I appreciate that you are a superhero in your own right I appreciate you want to do well for those people hitting the campaign trail I appreciate you moving back to Chicago after having left there after having a crazy successful radio show out there on the AM forget the name of the station but shout out to you I appreciate the efforts that you've always done you hitting the ground over there being in the community showing love to these people and those people love you over there man those people literally love Lenny McCallister out there in the second district of Chicago they love this man in the south side if if there's anybody out there that could do it I definitely think you could do it, and shout out to Isaac Hayes too. You know, I don't, I don't know if he's running. I know he ran for that seat before, but shout out to Isaac Hayes Jr. Man, and not the singer, folks. Not the, you know, I, I can't. I was about to hit the Isaac Hayes note, but I don't, I, y'all don't want that right now. I'm I make your wires be calling the show if I hit that Isaac Hayes on y'all, so I'm going to let that be. That's a lie. But anyway, shout out to Isaac Hayes and, and, you know, shout out to you, Lenny, man. And, and I wish you the best. You definitely got support from the KRP radio show. We got to get that commercial, folks. Got to get that commercial over here and, uh you know, get it on the show and, you know, maybe get some campaign contributions coming in for you and, you know, whatever else you need. We're definitely here for you. I. I I apologize man. I have been off the queue. I apologize before everybody on the KRP radio show. I just hadn't been paying attention the way that I should have been paying attention. You know, not that I don't support you, my brother, but you know how I feel when it when it comes to politics. It ain't it ain't about a friend. It's about, you know, the the right person for the job, the the, the right person that the people put in. You know, it's it's not about my friend, buddy your pal. There there's many politicians that I work with that aren't my friend, buddy your pals. There's many politicians that I don't agree with. On on numerous policies, but I don't mind working with them to, you know, we can stand on the common ground and get things done. And that's what it's all about until we can do that until we can look at, you know, what, what really is, what's really important, which are the people and the well being of the people, you know, we will never get nothing accomplished. And, and that's what's happening on, on so many different levels of politics. That's what's going on with the constituents. That's what's going on with American citizens right now. We don't trust anybody. You know, we don't trust any politicians. We don't believe in you, Republican Party. We, you need to prove to us that you are who you say you are. You know, uh, 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 Democrat Party. We don't trust you guys. You've led us to a hellhole, to a dead end. For all of my 33 years, for all of my life, I've seen you guys lead us down a dead end road. So we don't believe you no more. And that's why I've always pushed for people to be independent. That's why I've always pushed for people to be middle of the road. Make them come earn your vote. And people criticize me out the yin-yang about, oh, put you your independent Your independent voter will never make it. Your independent vote don't count. Your independent vote don't this. I should register as an independent and do what you got to do, man. But I personally believe if more people were independent in their mindset and their way of thinking, I don't give a damn what you registered at. You can be registered as a Democrat or whatever you want to. But if more people were independent thinking, middle of the ground thinking, every state in this nation would be better. Every single state in this union would be better. People would pay. Politicians would pay more attention. But what's happening now is they know that they have that. And kudos to Mitt Romney for telling the damn truth, whether y'all like it or not. But every every. That 47% that Mitt was talking about is exactly right. That's 47% on the Democratic side that ain't going to give a damn about any Republican that come about no matter what he looks like, what his message is, and what he's saying. And it's the same way on the right that where the white ring Republicans, they aren't thinking about nothing that any Democrat coming about, that anything he has to say, anything he has, they're not even considerate, don't want to hear it, not going to vote for you, don't like you, don't believe in you, don't believe what you believe. You will not get my vote. This is just the truth, folks. These folks are fighting for that middle percentage. They're not fighting for that ground 47% that's going to vote the same way regardless of what. So these are the mindsets that has to change. And I think we got a good shot at it because there's a lot of new, young, fresh voters out there. There are a lot of younger voters who are listening to both messages and saying, you know what? I don't like what he says about this, but I like what he says about that. And that's where we need to get to. Like, that's where we got to go. That's what we got to start listening to. The people who who, who will take on account what that politician is saying, even if he's not from uh, uh, their particular party. The people who will listen and and educate themselves on what their candidate is saying, the candidate from their party, and, and, and call him out and say, you know what, I hear you, but you're wrong about that. I, i'm up to speed on that you're wrong about that and you need to prove this to me what you just said because if we start doing that we'll start catching people in lies and we'll understand what the other sides mean when they say you lie like joe wilson down in south carolina shout out to joe wilson man you got a big sack of nuts man i I apologize for anybody who got kids listening my bad it, it just comes out sometimes but you got to have a big sack, man, to stand up and 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 just say you lie like that in the crowd, man. It's a little bit disrespectful to keep it one hundred, but you know what? It was true, man. It was true. I don't care who don't like it. He was right. He was telling the truth. The president was lying. But anyway, I ain't gonna get on that, man. We we ain't gonna get on that because I don't want to be riding down the street and 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 get gunshots. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want that to happen to me, man. Because you know I you know how it is. You know government they got. They watching this. Big brother's always watching us. Anyway, let me go to what I promised you guys, man. That I was gonna do. Get my little paper here. Jesse Jackson Jr., man, idiot of the week. That's what I like to call him. This brother here spent over seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars on nothing, absolutely nothing. And and when I say nothing, folks, I'm talking about y- you won't believe what this man spent this money on. And I'm and I, I'm gonna get to the next story. You know, we're gonna we're gonna. In just a second, I'm going to read to this, this story off to you guys about the 17-year-old who pushed a 8-year-old child off of a building. 8 years old, 17 years old, drugged this boy who was 8 years old to the top of the roof and threw this kid off the top. Pl- just threw him off. Boom. Now, I've done a lot of things in my life. And and that I've that I've not been proud of, but I never even fathomed the thought, man. It, it would never even cross my mind to think to to throw someone off the top of a roof. A a, a playmate, uh, you know. Well, I assume a playmate. It's hard to say a playmate because this kid was, you know, seventeen years old, and the other kid was eight years old. I, you know, whether you stay in the same building or not. I don't commonly see too many 17 year olds playing with eight year olds that aren't their relatives. You know, we don't, we don't see that very often. So, you know, just looking at the whole premise of that makes me think that, you know, the story, the story is, a, it, it's a bit strange. It's a bit strange from the beginning because you got a 17 year old playing with an eight year old on top of a roof. It, it, there's, was he babysitting? Was the parents not paying attention? Was he, you know, what was going on? Why were they on the roof? Why did he throw them off? You know, it, it's so many things going through my mind about that story, but, you know, we'll get to that in a second. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You guys just be the judge. We don't know what's going to happen. But <clears throat> here is the list. Well, not the complete list. This is the 15, 15 of the stupidest items that Jesse Jackson Jr. brought with embezzled campaign funds. And, I, and I'm telling you, this man spent seven hundred and fifty k, $750,000 of, of y'all money, of, of some of our money. Uh, but anyway, here we go gold plated Rolex watch <clears throat> doesn't say men's or women's $43,350 y'all got your calculator i don't have mine i need i need my calculator hang on a second i don't i don't even know why i didn't add this up in the beginning and uh i would have had the total for you guys but i i didn't have the total and i didn't plan on adding this stuff up but now i want to know i'm i'm on the show and and now I'm talking this through, again, aloud this time. I'm talking it aloud, so it's a little bit different when you're talking it aloud. But I want to know what this money adds up to. You know, what this this money that I'm going to read off of, the 15 stupidest things, so we can say that he spent X amount of stupid dollars. It was, it was stupid to begin with, but I just want the tally of, of this stuff right here. So we got $43,350 for a gold-plated. Gold plated Rolex watch, uh, nine thousand five hundred eighty four dollars on children's furniture. I, you know, I get that his kids need a bed. They need somewhere to sleep. They needed a nine thousand dollar bed. I, I get that children's furniture. He's got two infants, so you know maybe they redid the baby room. You, you know how when people have kids and they, got, they got, you know, he's got two small kids. I don't know if he has any older kids, but I know that he has two smaller kids because I, you know. What politicians do when they get in trouble or when they're trying to make a point, you know, they they bring their kids out, they grab their kids. Now, if you catch them somewhere, you never catch the kids with them, by the way. I just want y'all to know that. Pay attention. You got to pay attention to what's going on in politics. If you guys aren't watching closely, you'll never catch them. Outside of a a tragedy, conspiracy, whatever, any any kind of event, something negative that happens or something super positive like the campaign trail, you'll catch them with their kids. But outside of that, you won't see their kids at all. You you just and and I'm not saying they should have their kids in the public eye, but I'm just I'm just being man. I'm just saying. But anyway, he spent nine thousand five hundred eighty four dollars on children's furniture. You know, got got to redo the baby room. I get that. He spent ten thousand one hundred five dollars on bruce lee memorabilia bruce what the hell bruce lee i'm talking bruce lee hi ya bruce lee was the man like i like i like bruce lee i i love some bruce lee I, i've even said that bruce lee was the smallest man that could kick anybody's ass in the world i, I talking me and a couple friends of mine were having a debate and, you know, we were saying, what what would the world be like without guns? And I said, Bruce Lee, people like Bruce Lee would kick everybody's ass because he'd walk up, slap your girl on the ass, and then day to say something. And if you say something, he'd kick your ass in a minute. I mean, Bruce Lee, little bitty guy, too, little bitty guy, but I don't love Bruce Lee that much. $10,105 on Bruce Lee memorabilia, okay? Now, he's going to go step up. Maybe he was at an auction. You know, when you're at an auction, sometimes you get the bidding on stuff, and it, and it feels... You know, it feels good to make that bid. Like, people won't say this, but I'm going to say it. When you're at an auction and you're bidding on things and you don't win it, or if you do win it, it just feels good to be like, yeah, I got that much money. Yeah, 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 baby. I got that much money, yeah. Next, you do I got a thousand? Yeah, you got a thousand over here. Do I got two thousand, two thousand, five thousand? Can I get five? Can I get fifteen, twenty-five, thirty-five? You know how they do that, right? I'm, when you put your hand up, it's like, yeah, I got that much money, yeah. it's me. It's me over here bidding. So you know, I, when, when I'm at an auction, I big with swagger. You know, I, I cross my hand, and then when they're like, can I get can I get 1,000 over there, 1250, 1250? I, I just throw my hand up a little nonchalant, you know what I mean? Like, it, you know, it's cool, like 007 type thing, man. I, I put on a suit to go to the altar. But anyway, 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 getting back to this list. Um, Bruce Lee memorabilia, we got $10,105. Michael Jackson memorabilia, $14,200. $14,000. Two hundred dollars he spent on the King of Pop memorabilia. It's close to night. It's something evil. I'm talking Michael Jackson. I could have, I, man. I got a Thriller record. He could have bought for fifty dollars. And and you know if we were to bargain long enough, I might would have gave it to him for ten. I wouldn't have gave him the cover, but you know I would have gave him the record scratched up. But he could have got it. Fourteen thousand two hundred dollars. Jesse Jackson Jr. spent on Michael Jackson memorabilia. Okay, so he I told y'all when you're at an auction, it starts to feel good. You know, you, you got this swagger about you, you. You you know, the first one you're kind of nervous about because you're like, man, you know, I really gotta kick out this money, but you know, it, it feels kinda weird and then it starts to feel good and and then after you win a couple pieces, let's bid again. Eleven thousand one hundred thirty dollars. Jesse Jackson Jr. spent on the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. memorabilia. I have a dream he could have got that from his daddy. Like his da- why would you spend eleven thousand one hundred thirty dollars on on? And, and and I love Martin Luther King. Don't 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 think I'm tripping. But your daddy was his homeboy. Like you. I would have just recorded my daddy, took a picture of my daddy, put it beside Martin Luther King Jr., told my dad to sign it, and I got my own made-up memorabilia. I could have sold that for, you know, $11,100. He could have made money instead of spending money. So you, you can tell this man just got – he just went wild cheaper. He just started getting stupid. You know, he had the money. He like, man, I got money. Money and the thing. He was like Jay-Z and, and Jermaine Dupree, man, in the drop top. Switching four lanes a money and things, robbery, Jaguars. Where my music at? Producers, man, y'all could have dropped that. Any anyway, but this man just got happy, man. He spent eleven thousand one hundred thirty dollars on the Reverend Doctor Martin Luther King's memorabilia when your daddy rode with the man. I don't. I would. I don't get that. Like you. You probably got inside stories that we would dream of having because your dad was Martin Luther King Jr.'s partner. But you spent $11,000 on his memorabilia. Look, I understand. You got $750,000. I get it. You know, can't nobody stop you. You on the road. You doing your thing. You the man. You know, you work four months out of the year, take a leave, and you still got $700,000 to burn. Why not spend it, baby? Spend it. Nothing going to happen. Do your thing. So that's what he did. But he wasn't done yet. He wasn't done yet. So you got to understand now, you know, Jesse Jackson Jr., he's, I I don't know how old he is, 41, you know, 30-something, 43. 43 sticks out in my mind for some reason, but I don't know. Looks like a young guy. His wife looks like a Jackson. So maybe she is a Jackson. Maybe that's where this came from. So I guess why he was bidding. He was on his Michael Jackson thing. And because his wife is a Jackson, she's not a Jackson, but I'm just going to say she's a Jackson because, you know, she got that Jackson nose and that Jackson hair. She looked like the Jacksons after their facelifts. So shout out to his wife. But anyway, um, he, after that, he spent $3,900 on a Michael Jackson hat, $3,900 on a damn hat. This man is out of control. So he's not done yet. He's still on this Michael Jackson thing. So you know what he buys next? Michael Jackson and Eddie Van Halen's guitar. Four Gs. The man spent $4,000 more on Michael Jackson and Eddie Van Halen's guitar. I might would have did that if I could afford it. But you know what? He wasn't done yet. Nah. He's from Chicago, right? Yeah. So he want to get his Malcolm X on. Malcolm X memorabilia to the tune of twenty. $200. That's an insult compared to you know the stuff that he also spent. And my man, now I got some of this memorabilia right here. Now, you know... I can't tell y'all how much my stuff costs, you know, cuz when you go to the flea market, it's a little bit different and you know, them numbers get up there. So I don't want y'all to know what I spent at the flea market and and at the swap meet out in the South Side of LA when I got my little Jimmy Hendrix thing on. but you know, I I got me some Jimmy Hendrix stuff too. So 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 Jesse Jackson Jr., you're going to lose your Jimmy Hendrix stuff, but I got mine. Jimmy Hendrix memorabilia 2775. He spends on Jimi Hendrix memorabilia And he's not done with Michael Jackson yet No, 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 no Another Michael Jackson fedora $4,600 I don't know what the tally is But we're adding up baby We're going to keep it moving A mink cashmere cake Now I'm wondering if him and his wife Get a little bit kinky Now, I, you know I People say politicians are square I know a bunch of them I don't think they all square like some people think, I, you know, I, I don't know, but you, what else are you going to do with a mink cashmere cape other than have sex with your wife? See, when you get a mink cape, you ain't going to wear that nowhere. You, you're not going to put it in a frame. You're going to get butt ass naked. You're going to put that mink cashmere cape on and you're going to run around the house and chase your wife in it. You know, you're going you're gonna to do it on a mink cake because who's ever done it on a mink cake before, right? That's what you're going to do. Keep it real. So he bought a mink cake, mink cashmere cake, $800 that he's not going to ever wear anywhere. And nobody wants that back, I'm pretty sure, because it's probably got them Bill Clinton stains on it. He bought a red and a black and red cashmere cake. See, I told you, I told you. See, look, he got happy with the first one. He got freaky with the person. He was like, you know what? I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I love you. I'm sorry. I know I've been gone. And and you know, I know I hadn't been around a lot. And, you know, I'm gonna make it up to you. Remember that cake, baby? Remember that cake. I'm gonna get another one. The man bought a black and red, black and red, black and red m- mink. Oh, I'm sorry, black and red cashmere cake. Fifteen hundred dollars. Where's my total? Fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred, we got that. Fifteen hundred dollars for another cake. So I guess he's got a thing for, like, jackets or something, too, because he brought a a black fox reversible jacket for $1,500, too. Now, have you guys seen anything on this list that just made sense other than the children's furniture, which was excessive also? There's nothing else on this list that absolutely makes sense. Like, how can he go to court and defend this stuff, man? How can he go to court and say, you know what, I apologize? And that's the last thing on the list. That was number 15 of the 15 most ridiculous items that Jesse Jackson Jr. purchased with with his uh, campaign funds. Um, But, you know, there's nothing on this list that's legitimate. Like, he can't go to court and say, Your Honor, I'm sorry, I, I needed to pay the rent. You know, I was behind on my bills or you know, me and, my, me and my wife needed a vacation. Damn, it, take a vacation, homie. Like, why why couldn't you just take a vacation on the campaign funds like all the rest of the politicians do? Oops, and, and came back and, and claimed it on your taxes as a, a, a business expense. You know, go out there and talk to some business people, make some business deals, bring some business back to Chicago, and it would be legitimate. That's what the IRS allows you crooks to do, you guys to do. You know, it is what it is. But no, you've got to spend $800 on a mink cashmere cape to do it on with your wife. And then go out and get another black and red cashmere cape because you got happy for $1,500. $9,000 on kids' kids furniture, which was the most legitimate thing on this list. $43,350 on a gold-plated Rolex watch. See, here, this is what's going on, folks. This is why we lose. This is what's going on when we vote people in office because they feel like they can do Anything that they want to do And, you know, I don't know what's going on With this calculator, man, but I, I can't it, it says wrong format, so I, I must have Hit a button somewhere, I i don't know what I did But I don't have the total, you guys Add it up for yourself, let me know what it is I don't know, it is what it is So shout out to Jesse Jackson Jr. for making Our all-time most stupidest stupidest hell politician list I i don't know what's wrong with that brother I can't figure out why he spent that money on those things But I will tell you, that's the most Crazy, Stupidest ignorant list of items that I've ever seen in a a, 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 a a politician spend campaign funds on. I'm pretty sure that, you know, there's some other people out there that spent money on some things that, you know, we wouldn't agree with. But it is what it is. Let me get this story in real quick, man. We got about three minutes on the show. I definitely want to read this story off to you guys about the 17 year old who uh, who threw the eight year old off the roof. And, and, you know, it's Brooklyn, New York. I don't know what's up with that. I, I, it, it's crazy. You know, like I said before, there's, there's something up with this story, man. There's got to be more to it than meets the eye because, like I said, you don't currently – I have an 8-year-old. There's no 17-year-old in the neighborhood that really wants to play with my 8-year-old. I can't find a, a 17-year-old that really wants to babysit my 8-year-old. And I got good damn kids, but I, I just don't understand it. But I'm going to read this off to you guys, man. We got to close the show. It is what it is. <clears throat> um uh, 17-year-old pushed the 8-year-old off a roof, and then instead of calling the police, he took his time to go make a sandwich. Sources said there's physical evidence showing Freddie was dragged from his apartment. This is crazy. Freddie Martin, 9 years old. Okay, I guess he was eight and a half, nine years old. Clings to his life after being thrown off of a Bronx apartment building roof. A 9-year-old desperately pleaded, pleaded stop, stop as a... Sorry about that, folks. I, you know, I, I need some glasses or something. Uh, he pleaded stop, stop for his life as a 17-year-old uh, uh, Bronx apartment mate uh, chucked him over the ledge, cops and witnesses said Friday. Mommy, mommy, Freddie cried out, unable to move as he laid on the concrete sidewalk in front of the Nelson Avenue building in Morris Heights, witnesses said. I looked out the window and was scared, said one neighbor, Juan Simonetti. Um, I saw his body on the ground. Emergency workers initially suspected the critically injured boy took a spill from the fire escape outside of the third, room, third floor apartment across around 8.30 p.m. Friday until he managed to tell a cop that he was pushed, police, forces, police sources said. Before losing consciousness, Freddie told the officer during an ambulance ride to New York Presbyterian Presbyterian Columbia Medical Center in Upper Manhattan that a neighbor, Casmine Aska, Aska, I guess his name is, uh, tossed him off the roof. Um, off, uh, around the brick walkway, sources said the kid told a cop when they were going to the hospital that he was thrown from the roof. A source said the boy named the suspect, which was Asker. Once the child arrived at the hospital, doctors placed him on life support. He remain he remains in grave condition right now with severe body trauma on on Saturday. Investigators learned that Asker, who lived on the fourth floor, grabbed the child from his apartment. So he went in this in this kid's apartment. Grabbed the the child from his apartment and drug him to the roof, sources and witnesses said. Freddie's grandmother, who was babysitting him in the apartment, didn't immediately realize the child had even left the home. She told neighbors the boy was lying down and disappeared after he got up to get a drink. Freddie was screaming for his life said one neighbor, who ran outside her first floor pad when she heard commotion upstairs. He was saying, stop, stop, said the neighbor, who didn't want to give her name. She said the echoes of laughing and hooting sound like a group of kids horsing around in the hallway, but then she peeked up the stairwell and saw there were two youths wrestling. Dismissing the rowdiness as part of the unusual play that that always occurs on the roof. The neighbor went back into her apartment. The door to the roof is always open, said Wama Simonete. People have complained to the super, but nothing happens. The presumed shenanigans came to a tragic end when everybody in the building heard a child screaming for his mother and saw the little body sprawling on the sidewalk. The five foot nine, 160 pound Asker fled into the neighbor's apartment, but a short time later, a cop grabbed him and tried to walk him out of out with his mother and brother, sources said. The 17-year-old Aska was taken to the 46th Precinct Station House in the University Heights where he told detectives conflicting stories. He gave several versions, police sources said. Aska, after initially denying he played a role in Freddie's Plunge, told cops the boy accidentally fell off the roof. Aska said, hey, we had been playing around, and it was about a video game, and he acknowledged going to the building's roof as he walked to the edge. He told cops Freddie walked towards him. He said Freddie tried to grab him, and, and in doing so, he fell off the roof. That's what some other sources said as well. Sources also said there's phys- physical evidence showing Freddie was dragged from his apartment and pushed off the roof as Asker was char- charged with attempted murder on last Saturday. They're detaining my son, Said a woman who identified herself as Asker's mother outside the precinct building. They won't tell me anything. She said to news reporters, "They will not let me see my son wearing baggy black pants and black coat and glasses. What the hell did what she have on have to do with this story? See, that's what I hate about stupid. Anyway, stupid media. But anyway, uh, he was he was he was um, he was arrested. uh, for robbery, assault, harassment, and menacing, law enforcement said sometime before. Some neighbors were shocked that Aska was cuffed for such a heinous crime. He's a good kid, Semenente said. I would never, ever believe this could happen. Freddie's grandmother, who gave the name Juan, as the family was stunned, I don't know how this happened, she said in Spanish. He's a good boy. The family is praying for Freddie. He's not doing so well, Juan said. We are hoping and holding on to hope. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is what happened, ladies and gentlemen, is what happened to this 17-year-old kid, this tragedy in Brooklyn, New York, where a 17-year-old kid throws an eight-year-old off the roof of a building and has no remorse about it. I read other stories about this. I'm I'm really keeping close to this because I'm curious what's going to happen. You know, with all the gun violence that we're talking about and all the things that's going on with guns all around this country, stories like this are being swept under the rug. And let me tell y'all something. I know I'm past my 9.30 time, and I know we got to go. But let me me tell y'all this right here, right now. If you guys don't believe for a minute that possession is real, and and when, I, when I'm talking about possession, I'm not talking about possession of drugs. I'm talking about the simple fact that some of these kids are possessed by something. You can call it the devil. You can call it evil. You can call it demons. You can call it music. You can call it videos. You can call it what you call it. But these video games, this music that they listen to, these YouTube videos, these movies, these movies and, and all these video games and all these other things that I just named – are pushing the envelope and I, I mean they are pushing the envelope like never before they've been killing people so bad in movies that they have to backscale. why do you think they're redoing the old horror flicks that that don't kill so good you know they they got so good at killing in these movies and on these video games that they went back to old horror flicks because they can't think of anything that scares you anymore it's crazy if you guys don't believe that possession is real you better get in your Bibles, and you better do some reading. You you better do some you better get some understanding. You better go to your priest, your pastor, Or whoever gives you spiritual advice, because you look at this man. What seventeen-year-old kid you know would go in someone's house, grab their eight-year-old child, pull them out of the house, drag them out of the house to the roof of a building? throw them off and then have no remorse about it it's something to be sad about that it it sounds it I'm just hearing it I know a lot of people are saying that you know it's, it's not a big deal but when you really put this in your head folks and understand what's going on we're talking about a 17 year old child boy young man Goes in someone's house and grabs an eight-year-old child, drags him to the roof, and throw him off of a building, and have no remorse about it. Don't even feel bad about it. No, there was no, there was no accounts about him crying. You know, if if you look at the video, Google it, look up the story. The boy wasn't, he was not remorseful at all. Had a blank look on his face. And I'm telling you guys, the call of the call of war and art of war and call of duty and all, man, I don't even know what these games are, but I'm, I'm telling you. I know when I see them, don't get it twisted, because I, I got young kids too. I don't know what the titles are. But these games have pushed the envelope so far that these kids are, they don't have any remorse for these things that they see in real life because they've seen them in these video games. They see, them, they see this death in these movies. It's not natural to see that kind of death. It's not natural to see that kind of killing. It's not natural to, to see things like that. But these kids these kids are seeing it for hours and hours and hours a day, multiple times a day, day and night in the movies and it doesn't bother them anymore and it's something to be said about that when the human brain has taken out the part that it's wrong to kill or it's not bad to kill or it doesn't bother me to see a dead person or a dead body or a murdered person that i've done when your brain doesn't compute that anymore there's something wrong with you you guys be the judge i don't know man thanks for listening to the krp radio show baby might not been what you expected, might been a little bit more. Either way, you're B-I-G in my book, and I appreciate you guys for rocking with me. You're listening to the number one black conservative, and it's not minority. It's the number one black, B-L-A-C-K, conservative radio show, Southeastern United States with over 8.5 million listeners out there and i say black because sometimes some things need to be defined shout out to all my brothers out there at the loving father society baby we are legal legal nonprofit. we're doing our things you will hear more of us you will see more of us also shout out to my brother rashad was the loving father society shout out to my brother kevin daniel's rocking in the governor's office up there doing his things big baby you guys got any? Man, we'll get on that next week. I gotta go. My time is up. Thanks for listening to the KRP Radio Show, folks. I'll hear from y'all next week. K I R P Radio!
0: Real go recognize, real go recognize, real go recognize, real, gon recognize, real, hey, real. phony go
1: recognize, still, still reckon I will
2: Like we always do with this time. I go for mine, I get to shine, let's go you